0: Thank you, everyone, for coming on today's study, 365. Today, we'll be going over Luke, Anna, and I are here on our daily Bible study. We appreciate you very much. We pray that you be in good spirits, that all is well. If it isn't well, say to it, all is well. You've got to be well. <laughs> Amen. The Bible says that the Lord said, Fear not, for all is well. If we're saved in Christ Jesus... All is well. We did it. We went home. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you require us, Lord, to get into your word, Lord. So now we ask you, Lord, give us the understanding, Lord God, as it says in Psalm 119, to learn and to renew our minds and our souls and the spirit with your word this day, Lord. Bless this hour, this time, Lord. And, Lord, we ask you to bless today and then bless the rest of the week. We ask for you that you will go with us. We pray for every event that the people are having in their lives. Lord, every sacrifice they're doing for others, we pray for the people in the audience that they will be strengthened and that the love of God will be with, the kingdom of God will be theirs. The joy of the Lord will be theirs. We pray for them this week. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Honey, would you please start off the reading in Luke chapter 1? 15? Yeah.
1: fifteen one. Okay, Okay, uh, Luke chapter 15, verse 1 to 32. says, tax collectors and other... And good morning, by the way. I'm sorry for the cold opening. <laughs> I'm like, something's missing. Uh, God bless you. Let's enjoy the word of God together and let's just uh, get excited about learning and and that the Lord would unlock the nuggets that we need to hear today. Um, You know, we're going to plant some seeds today is what we're doing. Um, Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people even eating with them so jesus told them this story if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost what will he do won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it and when he has found it he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders when he arrives he will call together his friends and neighbors saying rejoice with me because i have found my lost sheep In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over ninety-nine others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost coin. In the same way, there is there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve he persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, kissed him, his son said to him father i have sinned against both heaven and you and i'm no longer worthy of being called your son but his father said to the servants quick bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him get a ring on his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening we must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and now has returned to life he was lost but now he's found so the party began Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. And he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We're celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him. But he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and you never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And I, and let's see, I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing that you told me to. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when the son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, "Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. Amen, what a beautiful <clears throat> illustration of um
0: amen the amen. prodigal son it's a, it's a very very
1: very famous famous story that's often preached around the world um, but wow it's just really good uh, just I'll let you go ahead and start
0: all right uh, a couple of things here uh one of the things to point out that when we always kid around you know about uh, we go to like for instance we go on mission trips and go and hear other pastors and they sound like they're the the pastor has to beat up the sheep yes really good in condemnation to make it feel like it's uh it was a church service right you know you're supposed to feel bad about negative pounding in well, the head and if you don't get the negative pounding in the head uh then you haven't had church according to. but right here it says that Jesus went and found that lost one say right. for instance the guy went to the bar or something. You know, for us, we can pray for the person and visualize them in the Bible study or whoever had led astray, and don't beat them up when they come back. You know, feed the sheep. Don't beat them up. Um, That's the compassion on it and stuff. But right here, Jesus attracts many of the outcasts of Jewish religious and social life. Perhaps this was because he was the only one who did not despise and reject them. Jesus preferred these downcast people because they were aware of their sinfulness and, uh, and approached God with humility. In contrast, the religious leaders who were outwardly moral but inwardly proud were not all at all attracted to Jesus. To this day, religion can still hinder true spiritual growth. Religious pride and self-righteousness will keep us from humbling ourselves enough to seek God and surrender to Him. The stories of the lost coin and the lost sheep show God's grace towards those who have strayed and his great joy in finding them. Though our past may be tarnished, we are extremely valuable in the eyes of God. This value is reflected in the symbolism of the coin and the sheep. In fact, that the owner would stop everything else to search for the one lost shows even more How valuable we are to the one who owns us. Now, the story of the lost son wonderfully illustrates the theme of Luke's gospel and the keys of spiritual renewal. We may have been like the younger son who chose a life of sinful pleasure. With time, however, we discovered that we became a slave to our sinful and selfish lifestyle. We may have awakened to the reality, I like what it says, he came to his senses, you know, we may have awakened to the reality that our lives were far from what we or God had hoped for, seeing that tr- truth may have caused us to direct the course of our lives, or we may have been more like the older brother who spent our lives trying to earn the love that was freely offered. If this is the role we play, we must see the truth that God loves all his children We must not refuse to forgive and accept those who have been forgiven for things we never dare to do wrong. Mm. We must humble ourselves to admit our own sins of self-righteousness and pride, which separate us from the Father's love as much as in any sins of the flesh. The Father's great compassion for his younger son portrays God's response to anyone who repents. Like the father in this story, God waits for the sinner to come to his senses and returns of his own volition. The waiting father, however, does not wait for his returning son to clean himself up. He welcomes him back as he is. The father runs to his patient son, hugs and kisses him, and throws a party over his return. God actively seeks those who have strayed in their walk of faith. God asks us to share his great concern for those who are helpless and lost and be willing to carry the message of hope to them. The older brother in this story is a significant character because his selfish attitude is shown to be sinful and self-centered. The father in this story demonstrates God's attitudes towards people who are lost. God desires our restoration more than anything, whether the people around us like it or not. Ah, wonderful. It's a good story.
1: You know, um, I guess what we've been reading these past few chapters is all about repentance, right? Right, right. So it's, I like the way it says here that heaven rejoices over the one lost sinner who repents. And the scripture here in my translation says, returns to God. Then over 99 who are righteous and have never strayed away from the faith, right? So never strayed away from... Bro. Anyway, um, so, when and I think you you said something earlier that I thought was really important. You said that when people go to church, they feel, you know, there's sermons that have beat the sheep sheep up. Do, do this, do this, do this, or you're going to go to hell. Okay, but remember in the book of Romans it says... It's the goodness of God that leads us to repent. Amen. So, you know, after the, the son squandered the money and he was living like, he couldn't even, He his servants at his household were better off than he was feeding the pigs and not getting any food and he was hungry. So he learned a lesson there and he came home and he said, he, he humbled himself. He said, I'm going to Tell my father I'm not worthy of being his son, but that I will um I've sinned against heaven and him. Okay, he's acknowledging that he's a sinner. Okay. And um so he, he goes off with that to come home to his father. Obviously he feels like his father will accept him, otherwise he wouldn't have returned home, right? I mean so that that's a good um and then the way um The father returns, you know, it's a picture of our father in heaven, uh, full of love and compassion for us. You know, even when we've made mistakes and turned away from him, what he desires, come back, turn back to me, you know, turn your eyes back on me and start walking with me. and And I'll give you an abundant life, right? The abundant life wasn't with the pigs, but it's the life that Jesus promises us that he came to give us, okay? Um, so, you know, if you look at what the father does, okay, um, the father saw him coming. He was, um, so he was filled with love, compassion. He ran to his son with open arms, embraced him, kissed him. Um, and then uh, told the servants, quick, go get the best robe, bring the ring, uh, kill the calf. We're going to celebrate. We're going to have a feast. Let the par- party on, right? Is what he's saying. So I think that's a great, you know, when, when we have the wrong impression of God, like God is punishing me for this or he did that, blah, blah. You know, we don't know who the father is. And you can read it perfectly in this chapter you know, where the father with open arms gives his best to the son that squandered all the money on the prostitutes and living a sinful life. So he loves us that much, That but, you know, we just have to let him, we have to let him. And we have to just Just wow, this is just a great story of compassion and love. Really, at the I mean, it's like, I can ever match that, you know. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, that's a very difficult thing to have, you know. Um, to to you know, a person goes squanders everything and you're working hard for it, and here they come again wanting uh food, clothing, shelter, and you're already, you know, one guy helped three times, and the fourth time said, I can't help you no more, you know, you're not. And finally, he got better. (laughs) <laughs> you know and a lot of times the compassion is is put forward but how, how how many times of us have people have been kind to us or a job or something and we turned around in in deceit and use deceit that's what they call burning the bridges you know they burn all the bridges because their their addiction is uh bigger than uh their their ability to control themselves their addictions and we got to be aware of that too that uh you know you know you help once twice three times you know change like shame on you shame on me if you get me a third time (laughs) but um giving money to people and so forth you know, we all have the ability to read. When a person has the ability to read and he keeps going through the same problems over and over again, it indicates to me that they're, they're not reading enough to change their thinking. And uh, the first thing I do is I'm working with a guy that's on a bicycle drinking in the park named Michael. I covet the prayers for Michael. May God bless Michael. And he's, he's getting a taste of recovery by watching us in the park. And I told him, I want you to thank God for the alcohol, but I don't know how much he remembers the next day, <clears throat> you know, and, but I got to keep emphasizing him that you need, you made a commitment for 30 days to thank God. And then here comes the test, a big old test come to him. And when I got, he was, the test was that he couldn't access money, free money on his bank card to the bank account. Something happened with his code. He has to wait till Monday. And boy, he was irate and full of childish emotions that have never been cured as a child. They are run, now they're drinking on top of them. So this is a very difficult insanity to, to cure is the ch- childish, uh, you know, outrage, like stomping their feet on the ground. Now you got an adult drinking beers and and just totally mad at the system that's giving them free money. <laughs> I told him to thank God because God had a hundred ways to cure his situation and he'll rise you in wisdom. That was the test that we've been waiting for. Tests are going to come. You start thanking God, tests are going to come. And you think, no, this is too big. What's the difference if the guy will fret and pout for three days, be angry, or give thanks to God and let love come in? You know, let love heal. Amen. Um, I have one more thing. Yeah. And step two is uh, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. It says that here in the Recovery Bible, in the natural progression of addiction, life degenerates. In mm. one way or another, many of us wake up one day to realize that we are living like animals. How true this is depends on the nature of our addictions. Some of us may be living an Uh, an animal in terms of our physical surroundings others may be a slave to our animal passions powerful emotions that dehumanize us and others a young man took an early inheritance and traveled away from home when the money was spent the women just a memory and the high long high long gone he resorted to slopping pigs to earn a meager living when he became so hungry that he by the pig, slop with envy, he realized he had a problem. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the higher servants had food enough to spare, and here I am, dying of hunger. I will go home to my father. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. The fact that we are able to recognize our lives as degenerate or insane proves that there is hope for a better way of life. We are reminded of times when life was good and we long to have that goodness restored. When we return to God who is powerful enough to help us build something better, we will discover that his power can restore us to sanity. And remember that God is with us And we have prayer as a tool. Prayer for everything you're going to do in the future. I pray for the activities I'm going to have. And I have God with me. I can't emphasize the fact is that every activity has to be soaked in prayer. There was this old saying in the 1800s. Lots of prayer, lots of power. Little prayer, no power. And it was just common sense. You gotta test it for your own. Lots of prayer, a lot of power. Little bit of prayer, no power. Or not enough.
1: Okay, I wanted to, to touch base on the older brother who got upset.
0: Uh-huh.
1: He got upset because his brother came home. His brother was lost. He definitely was lost in sin and, and missing. Okay. He had they hadn't seen him. They don't know what happened to him. Uh yes. Yes, he did squander the money. We we know that, but you know, there's two different things between these two sons. One one is a sinner, and the other one is a righteous one. Seems like because he's doing all he can to help his father on the farm or whatever. And the but he obviously doesn't know because I like what it says here. His father said when he got angry, saying that you didn't do this, you didn't do that. He squandered the squandered the money. You're celebrating him. He did all these bad things. And then his father says to him, look, dear son, you've always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. Okay. We have to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. Okay. He's, he's repented. He's repented and turned his eyes back on God. Okay. Realizing that he sinned and now he wants to come back to his father. That's the depiction here. But the other son that gets angry because now the father is welcoming him into the house because I'm too, I'm so good. I did this. I did that. Okay. We've all, you know, in the family, we've seen that. I'm the good person. I'm the good daughter, whatever. So what I guess I want to say here is this is a depiction of of our heavenly father. You know, when we do make a mistake, his arms are wide open to, to embrace you, to come back into the kingdom and prosper with him. On the other side, here's someone else looking at the situation saying, well, you know, I have done this, I've done that. Why didn't I get this? Why didn't I get the celebration or the the fanfare? But our father says, look what the father says here. He says, everything I have is yours. Wow, this obviously is a very rich father to me because he said everything I have this father is very very generous and full of compassion and you know um you've always been with me but you know imagine imagine your father telling you that look Fernando everything I have uh the cattle on a thousand heels is yours you know, everything I've given to Jesus because Jesus paid the price for you to have wholeness and provision and an inheritance. And now you can cry out, Abba, Father. But look, look it's yours. When not when you need peace, it's yours. When you need uh, money for something, you know, provision, it's yours. When you want wholeness, it belongs to you. So all of this already belongs to us we just don't realize who the father is. And I, I encourage us to continue in that effort to learn about his compassion and mercy. Because some, some of you might be saying, well, you know, what I did was so bad. Well, what I did was bad too, you know? So, but we have a father that wants us to, desires to be good to us, kind to us, and desires for us to, to be full-fledged under his umbrella. And so... Um, that's a good amen word. this is amen. a really good story that we can you know yeah. there's a
0: lot in here yeah uh, one of the prior... About who the
1: father is know the father
0: well we take a bird's eye view of the whole situation we see that um, in verse 10 in the same way there is joy in the presence of God's angels where one sinner repents so he came to his senses mm-hmm. you know he realized that he's made in the image of God and you don't have to live this way, you know, you don't have to live this way, and we all know that because we have the the image of God inside of us, and we know right from wrong. We've been fooling ourselves for a long time, uh, gambling, drinking, and uh, we're not living up to the standards, but the standards also is, uh, you know, an awakening that you, you are behind the eight ball, you know, uh, you haven't progressed in the way they should have progressed for that, your age right now. And if you look at your, um, my, you'll see a 12, 13 year old boy. And I even seen seven year old boys that are, uh, you know, way up and they got gray hair, but the way they, 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 they haven't got that eternal wakening up, you know, they're, they're still using, uh, you know, uh, Jealousy and, and condemnation and, and hate as they're they, you know so one thing about the program it opens people up it brings people to their senses. The twelve uh, step programs has brought about fifteen millions of people to their senses. They haven't come back. Only three million million had stayed, and this is in the Alcohol Anonymous group. I don't know about the Narcotics Anonymous, the Gamblers Anonymous, the Overeaters Anonymous. There's millions of people in there too, you know, participating. Elanon, Elatine, all over the world. Codependents. You know, if, if people come out of it and they see, uh, they see real life people handling uh, pride, ego, life, money, uh, balanced lives you know and smiling and helping others and being useful not only for themselves but for society too which you tell me where can we find such a program like that if i go to religion if i go to the bible uh everybody's already enlightened there it's fine and dandy but i need to go back to verse 1, 15, 1 where it says tax collectors and other notorious sinners <laughs> What's a notorious sinner it says right here often came to listen to Jesus teach. Mm. This made the Pharisees and teachers like a religious law complain that he was associated with such sinful people and eating with them. Mm. So you know people tell me, "Well, why do you go to that the 12 step meeting, man? They're fighting and they're out there, they're notorious sinners." And there are people listening to words that might uh, bring them out of them, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. when, without any hypocrisy.
1: Right. Or judgment. you got it mm-hmm.
0: judgment or you got to do it this way and stuff. Come as you are, like mm, Jesus, Jesus said. says. And then people come. Yeah. Those people that are chosen, they wake up and they say, wow, this is really joyful. I have found it. And I, and, I, and you talk about a, a a great we have a great. People looking at us, angelic hosts in heaven, that are looking at us, and they rejoice when one sinner wakes up. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a wave. Talk about millions of angels rejoicing. Their fun goal is to get people saved. Their fun goal for us is to help others wake up in their in their craziness and restore them yeah. to to sanity. Yeah. You know, so you know he tells you thank God you're a misfit and boy they get mad their their fists clutch and their necks and how can you offend me and then if they do it they, they relax and they have a way out because it's they're they're coming out of it through thank you God I'm a misfit
1: yeah so I think just you know we have to remember you know times are a little dark in the world and and Jesus is giving us a chance to to repent and turn to our turn our eyes towards god, and it it's always though you know it's you can't force yourself to repent you have you, it has to come from your heart and you' you know it I mean it's an awakening thing that happens to you that you you say no more, I don't want to do that more I don't want to live like that like this young man in the story did, but you know it's it's god's goodness his want his longing to be good to you, his longing to help you and be there for you. It's his goodness that turns our heart usually, you know in a situation where we have we tried all to be a good a good you know we tried to kick this addiction or that or turn from the sin we tried it on our own efforts, but it just doesn't work that way. You've got to turn our eyes to the power of God. And let him work it out. But always there's compassion and grace and mercy for your problem. And so don't forget that because it's God's goodness that leads us on the path to be repentive. You know, there'll be a situation that comes in your life that you're like, wow. But by the grace of God, look how he spared me from that accident. I'm going to change and look towards him. You know, there's, there's an event sometimes that takes place in our lives that causes us because God has extended his hand of mercy over our, our problem or our situation or our family member or, you know, you just truly see that it's his goodness that it causes us to start looking towards him and receive all that he has. Amen.
0: Amen. Have compassion on them.
1: And compassion, love, mercy. Very hard to do it. To keep yeah. staying in the
0: forefront and keep doing that mm-hmm. compassion. You know, one time I felt like I was taking advantage of this one guy. I kept picking him up, taking him to meetings. And he dropped me off at the restaurant. And I see where he was staying at his brother's house. He said, man, why doesn't he cut the grass or do things, you know? I was getting a little irritant, but I thank God I kept my mouth shut. About the five or the six time I, lo- I took him to court, waited for him. I said this before. And uh, he was kind. He did buy me a sandwich when I took him to Pasadena. He thought he was going to be put in the... In jail, so I was holding his backpack <laughs> at that time. But anyway, I saw him two, three years later. And he was still sober. Goes, Hi, Fernando, Nick here. I'm still sober,
1: <laughs> and
0: I have found that uh, this if this works, you know, the twelve step program works too. People can go anywhere in the world and hook up to the classes, to the meetings, and be be restored. I call it a watering hole. You know, where they <laughs> come and they laugh and they they shake off the um, Problems and their reeling of the mind, and they get what they need (coughs) joyful events. All right, well, thank you so much, everyone, for coming in here. We're gonna go and read the Psalms and we'll finish up our studies. Our praying the psalmist says, Spend time listening to God's heart and to His desires for His people. Let us spend time listening to God's heart and to His desires. For his people. Lord, what is your heart saying today? What are your desires for your people? Psalm 81 <clears throat> 1 through 16 says Sing praises to God, our strength. Sing to the God of Jacob. Sing. Beat the tambourine. Play the sweet lyre and harp. Blow the ram's horn at new moon and again at full moon to call a festival. For this is required by the decrees of Israel. It is a regulation of the God of Jacob. He made it a law for Israel when he attacked Egypt to set us free. I heard an unknown voice say, Now I will take the road, the load from your shoulders. I will free your hands from their heavy tasks. You cried to me in trouble, and I saved you. I answered you out of the thundercloud and tested your fate when there was no water at Meribah. Listen to me, O my people, while I give you stern warnings. O Israel, if you would only listen to me, you must never have a foreign god. You must not bow down before a false god. For it was I, the Lord your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it with good things." But no my people wouldn't listen, Israel did not want me around, so I let them follow their own stubborn desires, living according to their own ideas. Oh that my people would listen to me, oh that Israel will follow me, walking in my path, how quickly I would then subdue their enemies, how soon my hands will be upon their foes. Those who hate the Lord will cringe before him. They would be doomed forever. But I will feed you with the finest wheat. I will satisfy you with the wild honey from the rock. Amen. That's Psalms eighty-one sixteen, and it will behoove us to memorize this scripture, for the Lord says, "I would, I will feed you with the finest wheat. I will satisfy you with wild honey from the rock." Hallelujah. Amen. Proverbs 13.1 a wise child accepts a parent's discipline. A mocker refused to listen to correction. Ooh, a wise child accepts a parent's discipline. So, if you have a mocking child, I recommend the uh, <laughs> to get 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 that the Bible says that the uh, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. And a good beating will get it out of him. That's what it says. And make a wise child. I think there's a chemistry release of fear in the child that starts becoming responsible. When you use a little rod to get him, get get their correction started. But that's one good indication that there's foolishness wrapped around in the heart. And we we are to get it out and have the child... Not broken, but no understand right and wrong and fairness in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone, for coming on here. I'm going to ask Anna if she would say a small prayer for us and uh okay. get us out of here thank you okay,
1: Father God, thank you, Lord, thank you for this wonderful reading. Father. We just pray that the the words that we read today, lord, that are are gonna be uh, seeds that are going to plant inside of us all who've been listening today and we just pray, Lord, that those seeds are going to become fruitfulness in our lives, Lord. And thank you for teaching us. This is a real good illustration of who you are. And we thank you, Lord, that you're, you're a good, I always say this, you're a good, good Father. And you want good for us. And that you have great, great uh, destinies ahead of us, Lord. And that you you desire to to lead us in the direction, Father, of our purpose on this earth, Lord. We thank you that you're a god of compassion and mercy and love lord that you're not a punishing god you're not a a god that just uh scolds his his children but you give out wisdom lord you give out wisdom for situations lord and and father just um i just pray that we would be a thankful people lord for for just even the fact that we woke up today lord god and Father just um for whatever the trials are that are happening we just pray that you would strengthen the people we pray that you would just love on them lord and and father we just pray for that injection of hope that people need today lord there's sometimes it's just that little bit of hope to help us get through the day and and lord you're our hope jesus is our blessed hope lord we just thank you father you're you're just a kind kind dad and and thank you that we we are under your kingdom. Thank you that we we can cry out, Abba, Father, Lord God, that that you're you're with us wherever we go, Father God, ordaining our steps. Thank you, Father, for placing us at the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing, Lord. We thank you for your favor, Lord. That is, uh, um, when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, there's a shield of favor that surrounds us, Lord. We thank you for the angels of protection that are around us, Lord God, that you speak of in Psalm 91. We just declare Psalm 91 over over everyone under the sound of our voice, Lord. We just thank you, Father, for being who you are, your, your power, your love, and your grace that, that you sent your son for us, that we would we would um, receive the forgiveness of sins and, 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 and his, his shed blood forgave us. We thank you. We're very grateful for that, Father. And we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.